This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Jake Bennett and Michael Dorenda. Hello and welcome everyone to episode number 113 of the Laravel News Podcast. I am not joined today by my regular co-host, Jake Bennett. He's out of town at the moment with family. So I'm just going to solo this one. should be a quick one. We will blow through all of the releases, packages and news from the last two weeks. First up, Laravel 6.15.1 was released to patch an issue with appending rows to artisan tables. In addition to the patch, a new where null and where not null method were contributed to the collection class by Sjors Otiez and Adam Prickett contributed a new mock stream class to the testing foundation that you can use to test streams in your application. There wasn't a formal post on Laravel News for Laravel 6.16. However, it did bring with it added support for Guzzle 7 a new group by raw method was added to the query builder and SQLite JSON update support with JSON patch was added for SQLite. We also had a fix to the password check in the eloquent user provider for the retrieve by credentials method. And last up for the releases in this episode, Laravel 6.17 was released with private encrypted pusher channels and a new permission configuration for the file cache store. Anur Kus contributed a new feature that enables the use of private encrypted channels with Pusher and Pusher PHP server. Thanks to Onar, the Laravel broadcaster implementation now supports these channels. You can check out the end-to-end encrypted channels docs for more details. Link to that will be in the show notes, of course. And a new add cache.permission configuration option was added. Paul Klimov contributed a new option for this and explains it thus. At the present state, file cache writes files with the default umask, which is usually allowing write and delete only for the owner. This creates troubles in some environments when cache is written by web server, for example, Nginx, and then accessed from the artisan console. In particular, this makes PHP artisan cache clear command to silently fail to actually remove the files cached that were created by the web server. So the permission option for the file store handles this nicely for the stream logger as well. This is one that's actually bit me on more than one occasion when I've had to do a cache clear manually when I've been updating environment variables. So that's wrapping things up for the releases. One thing that we will note is that the ZTTP guzzle wrapper, which was a package written by Adam Wadden, will be coming to Laravel 7 as a new first-party HTTP package. According to the pull request to add this feature, this will provide a much nicer syntax for the 90% use case of guzzle where you just want to post some JSON to an endpoint or just use the basic HTTP verbs. So there's a response body, JSON status, okay, successful server error and client error method attached to this HTTP facade. It is worth noting that in the PR that Taylor states, this is not an entirely new client. It is just a developer experience convenience layer on top of Guzzle. There won't be a whole lot of complicated features added. And if you do need to use something a little bit more in depth, you can use Guzzle directly. And Taylor does go into this in a bit more detail in the most recent Laravel snippet. We will have links to that and to this post in the show notes. A new package from Nuno Maduro is Laravel Mojito, which is a lightweight package for testing Laravel views in isolation. So what this allows you to do is essentially assert views contain specific strings. 
um, whether they contain, where it has a given selector, whether a given attribute exists, a given class, and a given link. So it allows you to really nut down into your views whether or not those specific things exist in there without having to boot up, for example, something like Laravel Dusk. Thanks to Nuno for that one. Links to Laravel Mojito will be in the show notes. Laravel Invite Codes is a package by Matthias Jungers that allows you to manage invite codes for your Laravel application easily. It works by configuring a middleware that validates an invite code before accessing a specific route. You can generate invite codes using a very simple API and restrict codes to specific user accounts. As always, links to this will be in the show notes. Thanks to Matthias. Laravel Server Timing is a package by Marcel Possiot that allows you to easily add server timing information within your Laravel applications. Timing information helps instrument request response data from the server for at-a-glance data that you want to service in the browser. And once installed, the package provides bootstrap application and total time metrics out of the box. It looks like this will provide instrumentation data into the timing tab if you're using Google Chrome. But you can add additional measurements with this package using the server timing facade or accompanying service in your code. So you can add a server timing start when you start running a task and then stop it at the end, which allows you to essentially set when specific things happen in your application. So I suppose things like this I would have done previously where you want to log an entry and attach a timestamp to it so you could see which parts of the code execution are actually taking the longest to run. So a pretty, pretty simple thing to do and it will return the information by the looks in a response header. So thanks to Marcel. If that's something of interest to you, the links will be in the show notes. Sponsoring the podcast this week is a company called About You. So have you ever wanted to relocate to Hamburg, Germany? Or have you ever wanted to be paid to learn German? Or have you ever wanted to get paid to become an expert in Laravel if you're not yet? Or in Vue or if you're not yet? Because you have to be an expert at one of them probably to land the job. But... About You is very interested in investing in lifelong learning with their developers. So About You is an award-winning organization, and they're the fastest-growing e-commerce company in Europe. So they're located in Hamburg, Germany. They've got 8 million app installs, 15 million active users, and a company valuation of more than a billion dollars. So one-third of their employees are developers, and they come from over 40 different nations. So they're, they have a passion to develop one of the best products on the market. And to facilitate that, they've really put a lot of work into making sure that the developers are happy. They have an organizational model called Move, which allows you to switch teams to ensure lifelong learning. So they've built all their software in-house using Laravel, Node, TypeScript, Vue, React, and they are also using technologies that are more recent like Flutter. They've got a lot of perks like free drinks, fresh fruits, free language courses, and they'll even help you relocate. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you should definitely check them out at aboutyou.com slash hiring. The next package we have here is the Laravel Option Framework, which was created by Mohammed Harun-ur-Rashid. The Laravel Option Framework allows you to manage your Laravel application's dynamic settings in one place with various supported input types. The main features include a clean and fresh responsive UI, configurable route and middleware, a built-in option UI, various option type support, Laravel validation rule support, and more. It works by defining a simple config slash options.php file where you can specify all of your different options and the relevant fields in there. And then you can retrieve an option in your code using the get option 
help of method. At the time of writing, the package supports text, text area, switcher, editor, color picker, date picker, time picker, date, time picker, drop down, autocomplete, radio, tag, multi-check, and item options. You can learn more about this package and get the installation instructions, which we'll include in the show notes. Thanks to Muhammad for that one. Next up, we have a post by Jack Ellis, who is one of the founders of Fathom Analytics that dives at a service level at five ways that you can write Laravel code that scales. It talks about being prepared for database downtime and how you can account for that happening in your failed jobs, for example. It talks about that at some point, all external services will go offline. And so what you can do to account for that kind of scenario. It talks about using Redis as a faster session driver and how you can avoid logging your users out every time you do a cache clear. It talks about not wasting queries on things that don't need to be run repeatedly. For example, if you've got some static data that you've kept in the database, for example, a list of countries, you can cache that data using Laravel's cache facade. Um, You can cache dynamic data for periods of time, things that don't need to be live necessarily, and, and that will help speed up your page loads as well. The last thing here is doing less in your commands. So making sure that your commands run as quickly as possible, that they defer functionality to the background, that you're using queues for long running tasks and things like that. Fathom Analytics is a sponsor of Laravel News. So we thank them for sponsoring and we thank Jack for this great post. The Vue.js documentary from the folks over at Honeypot, which we spoke about in the previous episode, has now been released on YouTube. What began as a side project of a Google intern Evanu now shares the JavaScript leaderboard with React and Angular. Evanu tells the story of how he fought against the odds to bring Vue to life. It features commentary about Laravel and how Taylor embraced Vue, which also brought a lot of new users to the framework. So if you're interested in that, it's a 30-minute video we'll have links to in the show notes. Laracon Online has been and gone. It was last Wednesday at the time of this recording, but you still have time to grab a ticket and you're going to get access to all of the videos from the day. They're all available if you purchase a ticket now. Bearing in mind, if you miss out on that $25 ticket, which also includes a whole bunch of digital swag, you will have to wait until next year in order to be able to catch these videos. So uh, definitely check that out at laracon.net. We will have links to everything in the show notes. Next up, we have Laravel Livewire. As as I mentioned, Laracon online at the time of this recording was last week. And during that conference, Caleb Porzio, the creator of Livewire, officially tagged and released version 1.0. Livewire is described as a full stack framework for Laravel that makes building dynamic interfaces simple without leaving the comfort of Laravel. The release adds TurboLinks integration, AlpineJS integration. If you're not familiar with Alpine, it is a very lightweight JavaScript, I guess, framework, you could say, that you can just sprinkle into your existing HTML. Uh, It's also a project by Caleb, and it looks really interesting if you just want to add some very light JavaScript interactivity into application without bringing in the full weight of Vue. There is support for wire model listening for input events that are dispatched by Alpine JS. Support for wire custom events receiving parameters from an Alpine JavaScript uh, receiving parameters from an Alpine JS dispatch. There is a Livewire custom tag syntax similar to what Laravel Seven Blade component tag syntax will bring us in Laravel Seven when that releases in the next couple of days at the time of this recording. But if you are unfamiliar with Livewire, the homepage has an overview that gives you the gist of what it does. Essentially, in four dot points, Livewire will render the initial component output with the page like a blade include, and it is obviously SEO friendly. 
When an interaction occurs, Livewire will make an AJAX request to the server with the updated data. The server re-renders the component and responds with the new HTML and Livewire then intelligently mutates the DOM according to the things that have actually changed. If you haven't checked out the video from last year's Laracon US where Caleb Pozier actually gave a really good demo on Livewire, I will link that up in the show notes for you all to check out as well. And lastly this week, the Laracon Australia 2019 videos are now available online in full. Freik gave his presentation at Laracon Online. So we have now been able to publish all of the videos from all of the speakers at last year. I'm very proud that two of our speakers, Jess Archer and Tim McDonald, have made it onto the ticket for speaking at Laracon US in Georgia this year. So I encourage you to give them a huge round of applause on my behalf as I won't be able to see them speak this year. But you can check out the videos at laracon.com.au. There is also a YouTube playlist, which will include links to in the show notes. As I said, it's a short episode this week in the absence of Jake. We hope to have him back next episode. We thank our episode show sponsor about you. If you are interested in at all relocating to the European Union, definitely check them out at aboutyou.com slash hiring. This has been episode 113 of the Laravel News Podcast. I have been your host, Michael Dorinda. You can catch me at Michael Dorinda on Twitter. You can find the show at Laravel News on Twitter. Show notes will be at podcast.laravel-news.com forward slash 113. If you like the show, feel free to like us, rate us up in your podcatcher of choice. Five stars is always appreciated. If you're listening to this on Twitter or on the website or anywhere else, be sure to subscribe in your podcatcher of choice to make sure that you get the latest and greatest of all the Laravel news as soon as it's released. I will speak to you in two weeks. Bye.